0: Welcome everybody to Navigating Change, the podcast from Tybel Inc.
1: I'm Pete Wright, and right over there is Howard Tybel. You can see me, can't you? I, I can see. People don't realize we're we're actually on vid- video Skype and we're talking and we're. It's it's a, it's a fantastic technology, Pete. You brought this to me years ago. It's fantastic. Remember that? I do a little bit. Yeah, yeah for my work. Way group. before anybody else was using that. <laughs>
0: Seriously, uh, is, that, were... is that true? Oh my are you God. just you're not just you're not just blowing smoke? Oh my here. God.
1: No, I'm not just blowing smoke. You you are you you brought this stuff to me way before other people were using the technology. Well,
0: you were very kind
1: so, to say that. That's right. We are rash making Pixel. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: are we are taking great advantage of this fantastic free service uh, to look at one another in real time and talk about change. And uh, we're uh, you you were inspired you send me you you send me emails and links and say this <laughs> we need to talk about this this is important yeah so what is this today what are we going to talk
1: about well you know i i find myself on elliptical machines you know trying to like come up with new ideas and i'm going not, into not a, a uh, metaphorical elliptical machine right no a real, a real one a real one yeah and you know i get my ipad in front of me i look like a crazy person <laughs> but the 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 point here is, is that i was i was i was in a event where a participant, where, where the speaker was talking to uh, heads of uh, heads of independent schools about transformation and that we need to transform and and the importance of transforming independent schools. And then he started giving some examples. So somebody raised their hand and said, "Can you define transformation?" And he gave an answer that I think was not entirely sufficient. And as I was thinking about transformation and the word that word. I think it's true, and I got up in front of the group because I had to do it in the next session. Is I, I said I think we use overuse the word transformation, or, or we misuse it to describe something that isn't transformation. And a lot of the work that we're doing falls, I think, into two different book, uh, buckets. That you know I read about from uh, these these co-author Dean Anderson and Lynda Ackerman. And when I look at the work that I've been doing for you know 28 years. I, I absolutely see it falls in these categories. So, I think what's important about this is for us to use the right terms to describe uh, when we're talking about change, what we're talking about, and and the concept here is that there's developmental change, there's transitional change, and there's transformational change. And I think for the most part, what we do as change management experts. Is developmental change, which is really about improving an existing condition. You know, it, it's really about you know changing existing skills, uh, improving processes, uh, putting performance standards in place. As an example, while transitional change is replacing, for example, what is with something completely new, a new state, but it doesn't require a mindset change. And I think that is. The significant difference between developmental and transitional is transformational change requires that people's mindset shifts, that the culture is affected, the external and the internal are affected, and that is really hard to do. So that's the context for me around trying to make uh, better distinctions when we talk about going in there and helping with change initiatives.
0: Talk to me a little bit about the role of Predictability in change in the context of these uh, of of the precision of terms that you're you're
1: introducing here. That's a great that that's a great point because I think in developmental change, if you're trying to improve something, you've got you know let's say that you've got a process in place and it's a technology and you're going to put workflow in right, so you're going to improve the process. The predictability in I think a developmental change is you have a, a current state and. You do it fairly well, but you want it to be better. So you can, I think, predict by uh, in, introducing, for example, a, a technology workflow that it's going to speed the process up. And I think that that gives you confidence to go ahead and do that. I think that you have a little less predictability when you're trying to replace something with something else. So, for example... You know, an example of, a perfect example of the difference between transitional and transformational is that over the years, we have been involved in, uh, let's just call it, you know, enterprise risk uh, uh, projects. So this would be putting in a new financial system or a new HR system, right? And the typical ones in higher education uh, are... You know, PeopleSoft, Oracle, Banner, those are the three biggies. And now Kuali is another one, which is open source. But the point here, and anyone listening to this that isn't higher ed is familiar with those terms. So in a transitional kind of change, we're using this old accounting system. Uh, It works off of mainframe systems. And some, by the way, are still working off of these systems. And we're going to then put in this newer technology and this newer software program. And uh, we'll have... A different way of doing what we used to do, so when we process vouchers, we used to do it this way, now we're doing it this way. So you do that, that is the kind of from and to, but the problem is this when 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 senior leadership signs up to invest millions of dollars in these initiatives, they're not looking for basically uh, just an old and a new system they're looking to do the work better and different. And what doesn't happen often in these kinds of transitions from an old system to a new is a mindset change. People And and then from a design standpoint, they put these systems in place that basically mimic what was done before, but just differently. So they don't get better financial reporting out of it. Because what they're basically saying is, let's replace this financial report with this one. It's going to be out of this tool. And the transitional or transformational view of this is, let's step back and say, what does it really look like to get uh, the kind of data or output from these systems that lets us make better decisions?
0: Well, that's a really interesting point, though, because you know there's room in in the space for process improvement to lead to the same results, but get to get to those results faster, more efficiently, or in a, a clever new way, or reducing the number of people that need to touch it to get to the same result. That's that's one kind of process change. Uh, that,
1: that's what I'm calling, and I think is transitional. Transitional.
0: Okay. Right. Uh, Go ahead. So, so the end. So so we can call the end state. There would be a greater degree of predictability. We know what we're going to get because we're going into the change with that outcome.
1: Yeah, right. we're well, we're basically replacing one system for, with another. It's like yeah. you know using WordPerfect versus Word or Lotus One Two Three. Now I'm dating myself. Wow. Lotus One Two Three with Excel. Stop it. Wow. Stop it. I'd heard of Lotus. I'd never used it.
0: Sure. I can't sure, you did. <laughs> So, but what we're saying here is that if you're, you know, this goes back to the precision, precision of language, the importance of the words that we're using, that uh, you know, we're we're not going to call that a transformational change because we're not thereby contributing to the body of knowledge, right? We're not contributing to the to extend, embracing and extending what we're capable of doing and how we understand our own business.
1: And and I was thinking recently, uh, being more involved in the conversations around the the academic side in higher education you know versus just the support services which is the finance and, and HR side so on the academic side the way I could actually describe what each one of these would look like is a developmental change would be uh, faculty going in and improving their curriculum right They they, they look at the materials they basically do a rewrite and they have a better set of materials, right? It's the same right. materials, but it's approved. A transitional change uh, would be using this you know, concept of flipping the classroom. So that instead of getting in front of the classroom and lecturing, what they're doing is, is they're signing work. People are looking at them online. They do it offline. And then the classroom with, with lots of students is where they're having discussions, right? right. That's flipping the classroom. That's transitional. That is not transformational, right? Transformational is something like moving the core curriculum online. Now, now, if you if I said this to uh, faculty members, their eyes would glaze over. You know, this idea yeah. of you can't move the core online. I mean, it's like you can't even imagine what that looks like. And the problem with the challenge with transformational change, and it's it's a function of. Uh, people's capacity to deal with uncertainty is that you actually have to be willing to design as you go. You cannot have the answers up front about what's gonna work. As a matter of fact, if you prescribe it, it's not going to work. Right? So we 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 we're looking at trying to introduce big ideas into higher education. And the reason they become medium and small ideas is because people want to know before it's in place, whether it's going to work. Right. 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 And, and, the, and the capacity for being willing to manage it along the way is something that is a discipline that I think we haven't exercised that muscle enough. And that's why, we we talk about, and I can't t- tell you the number of projects where all we're for the most part doing is dealing with low-hanging fruit. Now, for some people, those low-hanging fruit is a big deal, but it's still low-hanging fruit. Well, you know, and that's what, that was one of my,
0: uh, you know, other questions here. When, I, I, it seems like there is a, uh, when you talk about, and we have talked about this a lot before, right, the, this idea that change really mm-hmm. begins with The individual, right? If we're going to change, we're changing the mindset. We're working on on this this individual relationship to change. When you look at ownership of change in the context of these these three sort of uh, you know new uh, kind of variations that we're we're talking about, uh, how do you see change owned? It seems to me like this sort of developmental change or transitional change would be closer to the individual end of the spectrum, but transformational change is. In the domain of administration, is that is that? Am I seeing that right?
1: When you say in the domains of administration, what do you mean?
0: Well, you don't. I mean, how often do you see an individual coming into work at their desk, uh, thinking, "I'm going to completely upend my job, and I don't know what no. it's going to look like tomorrow." No, right. right.
1: This is this is this gets back to what we're seeing more and more. It points to uh, the leadership having a clear vision enrolling the right people on that vision and then telling those who need to be part of the change or help make the change happen what it looks like to operate in that unknown and what it looks like is that we're going to we're going to take a concept and let's just use moving the core online. But and by the way, I'm not suggesting the core should be online. It's, it's a great that, hypothetical, right? A, it, but there yeah. are some schools that are like, you know, some of our core could be online, yeah. right? And that could. But there's lots of reasons why there's challenges with that. Well, like I got to another one. Here, just,
0: just as a, I, just, I just got an email from the president on. of my uh, my. Uh, alma mater, who says, you know, we don't know what it's going to look like, but we've just signed on to an initiative to uh, take much of our curriculum into this new MOOC collective. Right, yeah. that's that's one of those huge things. We don't know what Absolutely. it looks like, and I love the communication because he says up front, we don't know what it looks like. We have some brave faculty that are working with us to take their curriculum of their courses exactly and do right. this. So, exactly right. to your point, I mean, my my question really, I want to ask it another way to see if it if it how it resonates with you. If I'm listening to this podcast, I'm an administrator, or I'm a I'm a you know sort of mid level finance manager, enrollment manager, and and I walk away with this with this one question: What is my role in change How would you uh, re- reflect on that
1: question? Well, I think it's I, th- I think my role in change is to look at the situations, uh, the initiatives you have in front of them front of you and then ask yourself, uh, is this the kind of change that's really about simply improving something? Is it about replacing something? Or is it truly about transforming something? And if it's about improving or replacing, then what you have to do really is, is build a case uh, for those around you. If Again, if this is your initiative about why this is important to do. And for the most part, it's just then your willingness to stick with it and to deal with it. You're going to have detractors and move it forward. So your role in the end, if it's your initiative, is to really make the case and get people to understand why it's important to do this. It it becomes exponentially more difficult if you're trying to change something significant. And I think in higher education, what we're discovering in our meetings um, with both presidents, with cabinets, with different division heads, is that much of what appears to them as transformational is really just transitional, and there's an acclamation to just even changing how you do things that is so hard to do in higher ed, and it comes down to the willingness of the leaders in these institutions to say, we believe this is the right thing for us. It's consistent with our strategic plan, uh, and and we're gonna we're gonna experiment, as you just said. You know, this communication to you about from this president about MOOCs was. We are going to be willing to experiment. Trans, transformational change is fundamentally about experimentation, right? Right. Right. Because experimentation, when you experiment, you're evaluating as you go. That's not the same with transitional. We did it this way. Now we're going to do it this way. So I think the distinction is an important one. As I get more involved with uh, institutions that want to see change happen and the and in a sense raise the bar about. In some ways, this div- what you're trying to do is not only not rocket science, but it's, it comes down to, very simply, is there a will to do some very basic things that... And, and the, the big things really require, on some level, a suspension of disbelief, a willingness to get people who are, who are willing to be champions, right? You just said a couple of brave faculty who are willing to experiment with this. We're seeing this everywhere. These are the kinds of people you have to leverage, not the voices who are saying we can't do this. There's always going to be those voices. We can't do this. Uh, so, you know, just to wrap it up what you just said, you know, for, for an enrollment manager, for someone who runs student affairs, whatever the area you oversee, uh, your job is to identify what are those changes that you'd like to see happen and put it in context to why it's good for the institution and then bring the right people together to, to build a case and a story about how you're going to do it.
0: When, when, you, when you think about, uh, I, I'm sort of reflecting on, on risks of each of these layers of change, right? Uh, and, and uh, you know, I, I can see much lower risk when you go down this path of uh, you know tomorrow I'm I'm going to implement a new macro in my Excel spreadsheet and I'm going to see if I can make this report faster. So there's very low risk, uh, right? Okay. But as soon as you get into transformational change, it seems like the the you know the risks go up obviously as the the stakes go up. Uh, can you talk a little bit about risks on the path when you're when you're going down this road of transformation?
1: You know, you know, it. it, it I've heard this term and I've used this term before. Uh, people are often talking about what's the risk if we do this? The the better question is what's the risk if we don't do this, right? So so you're absolutely right that as you move towards transformational change, you better have a compelling reason why you believe that this is the right direction for uh, your institution, whatever your institution is. And in, in some ways you know it's funny my my first my second thought about risk you know i'm th- I'm, I'm thinking about the typhoon that just went through the philippines mm. yes You got to put things in context right 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 it's it's like i think we 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 get a little too serious about how how we get a little too attached to what we believe is the things we shouldn't, shouldn't be doing, versus being willing to step back and say, you know what, uh, life's too short. You know, keeping the status quo is fine if the status quo really is contributing. But if it's not, you know, institutions need leaders to step up and be willing to take risks. Because if they're, if they don't have it, they're not, gonna, they're not going to move. And then it's going to be reactionary. Then it's going to be the whole clay christensen disruptive innovation you're going to pick your head up and you're going to go oh my god look what's been replaced and we haven't really been on top of this we haven't been paying attention to this so this is a conversation that's embedded now in higher education but i but i can tell you though there there is still a dancing around it i mean there, there's a lot of reasons not to to take these risks ultimately people's fear is it would make them look bad. It could it could jeopardize their job. That's the fear. No, oh, as right? we
0: talked about before, the fear is deeply personal.
1: It's 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 completely personal. Yeah. It's yeah. not you know people can guys can, can can put it in the in the guise of it's you know I'm not I don't want to go down this path because it's bad for the institution. We'll make the case why it's why it's bad and then don't do it. But don't pretend that you're not taking risks uh, because the the fear is. This might this might be bad for you. That's that's a reality. And great leaders are willing to take those risks. Simple. Wonderful. Simple. <laughs> simple. Yeah. I, OK. Not simple. <laughs> I said the word simple and 10 people just dropped off. Yeah. Right.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they just drop drop their drop their Internet device. Yeah. That's, that's like I can it's see it said I'm not I'm not that's coming I'm back coming ever back. again. Yeah. I'm done uh fascinating conversation we're going to you know this this is a great conversation to have, and I think it's interesting that we that that we have this conversation that you run into this uh, to this conversation at these at these conferences and that you know we're seeing more and more people write about the the importance of the precision of this language and I think it's important that you know I know I get uh, you know I get sloppy in the way I talk about it, but really the the difference between transitional and transformational change is is important particularly. Yeah. In in how you move forward with your change initiative. So That's right. Uh it, it's good stuff. Uh as always, Howard, thank you so much for your time always and a expertise. Pleasure. Uh always learn always love talking with you. The uh, you can find us at Tybalink.com. You can subscribe to the show for free in iTunes or you know this is another great way if you are an Android listener and and uh, uh, or a PC listener and you don't use the uh, the iTunes ecosystem. You can head over to Stitcher Smart Radio. They uh, just search for us there uh, and you can they have a whole they've completely revamped their uh, their website and their uh, their app. Uh, for
1: Android or iOS. So what did I say? What did I say? This guy knows more than Stitcher. Who knows Stitcher? No, Stitcher be- it's big. It's second to iTunes. Yeah, it's big. I'm telling it's you, big. half the people that are listening have no idea what you're talking about, including me. You're, May-
0: you're just, you're just, you, <laughs> you and your smart Alec. I
1: tell you, can't take you no, anywhere. That's an acknowledgement. I'm saying you're awesome. <laughs>
0: Oh, oh, then I mean, thank you so much, (laughs) Howard. I deeply appreciate your conscientious comments. And thank you all for putting up with both of us uh, and listening to the show this week. And we will catch you next week on Navigating Change, the podcast from Howard and Pete.